When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Wow. We have built up a stock of questions. Our question mailboxes are really, really full. So once again, we're going to do a Friday edition that is all questions and, of course, answers to go with the questions. Hi, I'm Don McDonald, and I'm glad you decided to listen. Thank you so much for being a part of our little podcast where we talk about real money and the things you do with your real money and uh, how you make it, how you save it, how you uh, invest it, certainly, even occasionally how you spend it. But most of the time, we want to spend time answering your questions. And you can call those in at 855-935-TALK or you can record them at TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form with a mic button. Or you can type them in, which a lot of people do too. So you can send them in all kinds of ways. Now, as for the typing in, for a few days I have been using what I have, I think I've now found the best quality artificial intelligence voices out there. So I'm using those. I'm only going to stick with the very best quality. There, there's been mixed opinions. There have been mixed opinions about whether people like them or not. Um, so here's what we're going to do. When it's just me on the podcast, I like to mix up voices. So on those, I'm going to try to use only the two best male voices and the two best female voices that are on the market right now. They're AI robotic voices, but they sound pretty good. I just want a mix of voices. When I do the show with Tom, I'm going to read the questions. So we're going to reach a compromise here. With that said, we are going to get on to the questions. We've got, uh, I think today, five. Three called in, three typed in. And let's start with one of the called in questions. Hey, Don Tom. Thanks for what you do. I appreciate it. Listen to you guys religiously. Hey, got a question for you, though. With I have a 92-year-old mother who has about $200,000 in an IRA, and uh, every uh, she doesn't need that money to live on. She does have a good pension, but was wondering, is there any reason why we wouldn't roll it into a Roth IRA uh, as everybody that's the beneficiary all has higher tax rates than her? So I was wondering what your thoughts were on that. Thanks for the help. Take care. Now, this is an interesting question because it, it goes against one of my basic rules, which is pay only transfer a, a, or convert a regular IRA to a Roth if you pay the taxes out of other assets. But in this case, you're really doing this as a generational tax tool. You're using it as a generational tax tool. In other words, as you said, mom's got a lower tax bracket than the beneficiaries will have. Therefore, there may be an estate advantage to her transferring that over to a Roth. And yeah, I can see where there would be. Uh, another benefit is that the beneficiaries have 
10 years to withdraw those funds and they can just sit there and grow and grow tax-free over that time. So in this case, I can't think of any possible problems, but you know, with tax law, they always crop up and bite you, but I don't think there's any issue with it. So I think this one makes good sense, makes even more sense if she's got extra assets with which she can afford to pay the taxes and just leave the whole Roth alone. That's the best scenario. And again, she must want to do it. Um, you know, you're having her pay the taxes in essence, but you said she's not going to use the money. Make sure she names direct beneficiaries too. It solves a lot of issues. Thanks for that call. I appreciate it. Now let's take one of our, uh, written in questions converted by a computer. Hi, Don and Tom. I have a friend who wants me to join him as a Primerica representative. He views it as a financial education company seeking to help people make better financial decisions. I do not know much about Primerica, but was curious with your experience if you had advice you could share about this opportunity. Appreciate any help or advice you can give me in this matter. <laughs> Financial education company, my foot. That is the biggest, that's one of the biggest lies I've ever heard. Primerica is a multi-level seller of insurance and mutual funds. Uh, it's like there were, they were one of the early buy term invest the rest bunch, but they sell fully loaded overpriced mutual funds and, and to boot, it's a form of multi-level marketing. It's like Amway for mutual funds. They'll take anybody with a pulse who can pass the test, the series, whatever series, I think it's 65. They require, I don't think they're sevens. They might be sevens, but I don't think so. I don't think they sell stocks. Uh, I personally, it's my personal opinion. This is the old A.L. Williams from many years back. Uh, I think Primerica is, is just, just, just below a scam, just below a scam. Yeah. They give you legit products. So I guess it's not really a scam because they, well, they might lie. Often, I bet they lie about commissions. I bet they sell C shares and uh, kind of infer that there are no loads. So that would be scamming. Uh, but would I work for, would I suggest anyone work for Primerica? No, absolutely not. If you have an interest in the financial services business, then go work for a legitimate firm. You, you're going to share the people above you. You're going to be in their downline, just like any other multi-level marketing deal. They're going to make money off of you. I wouldn't touch Primerica, and I, I wouldn't deal with a Primerica salesperson ever. I wouldn't have any money invested with Primerica. I would skip Primerica. I do not like multi-level marketing in any way, shape, manner, or form, and I particularly dislike it when it... Can you imagine... I, I'm going off the... Off the the track a little bit. Can you imagine multi-level medical care? You know, where your doctor, you give me, you come into the doctor's office and you're like, uh, you know, doc, I, I looked it up on the internet and I think this could be in your, and the doctor says to you, well, do you seem to have a real interest in healthcare? You know, we have a program to make you a doctor in just a couple of months and uh, you, you could be educating people heck you might even save their life and of course i get a little bit of your action up the up the stream oh i hate stuff like this 855-935-TALK that's our phone number 855-935-8255 let's take another one of those phone calls shall we 
Oh, darn it. This one's just too easy. You're fine. You did nothing wrong. Vanguard's financial advisors act as fiduciaries. They are not particularly expensive. In fact, they're very inexpensive. The only problem is you often don't get the same advisor every time, but that's not a big deal. The other thing is, is they tend to just use Vanguard funds, which again, not that big a deal. It reduces your options some, but no, not, not, you did nothing stupid. You did something smart. If you'd gone to a Primerica financial advisor, as I use air quotes, then I might've had cause to call you stupid, but you're not, you're not stupid. You're smart. All right. Thanks so much. Let's grab another one of those typed in questions, shall we? Hi, Tom and Don. We listen to every podcast. Living in Bellevue, we have earthquake insurance on our home. Since the premiums are expensive and the deductible is very high, 15%, do you think it is wiser to forego this? Thank you and keep up the excellent work you do for all of us. Oh, well, you know, oh, I hate insurance. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate the insurance companies. <laughs> oh, it's such a racket, but it's a necessary, again, one of those necessary rackets. Let's think about it for a minute. I, I'll give you an example. I live in Florida, in inland Florida. I'm 60 miles from the nearest large body of water and 100 feet above sea level, so there's no such thing as a storm surge here. On high ground, no flood problems, don't have flood insurance, don't need it. However, I've seen a lot of houses around here occasionally get pretty substantially damaged by a hurricane. And if a hurricane causes the damage, well, I'm not covered. So I have hurricane coverage. It's ridiculously expensive. It is. It's stupidly expensive. And the deductible, I think mine's like 10%, which means tens of thousands of dollars. And yet, if the house, you know, the roof gets lifted off and the house implodes, the insurance company is going to rebuild it for me. It really is a matter of how much risk are you willing to take. I've talked to some folks in the Seattle area, and wow, I it sounds to me like very few have earthquake insurance. But the Puget Sound region is one of the hot spots in America for potentially disastrous earthquakes. Oh, wow, if I lived there... I'd be sorely tempted. I really would be sorely tempted. I think it would depend a lot on the construction of my house, if it was built to some of the earthquake standards, where it's located, how close other buildings are, what my financial situation was, you know, how much I, I owed on the house. Uh, I take a lot of things into account before sending them those big checks every year. But, uh, boy, first blush, be like my hurricane insurance. I'd be really tempted to go ahead and have it because if this disaster happened the cost would be exorbitant now there's also the other argument and it's a valid one anymore uh <laughs> the demise of personal responsibility i mean for example back in 2008 aig the insurance company made a lot of speculative dumb bets they did massively dumb things and they should have paid the price for it, but they didn't. A lot of people got into uh, debt, mortgages they shouldn't have. But they kind of got, some of them got bailed out. 
there there are bailouts, and there might very well be a big bailout for people if Seattle's hit by the big one. But do you want to take that risk? That's really the question. Send your questions in at TalkingRealMoney.com or record them at TalkingRealMoney.com or call them in to 855-935-TALK, just like this. Uh, hi, Don. This is IJ. I was listening to your talk show. Thank you for all the information that you provide us. I had a question, you know, in a uh, taxable or brokerage account, which is a great index fund to have uh, in terms of uh, growth and uh, tax efficiency. I know you did mention about a few index funds like WT, WAX, but are they good for um, taxable accounts or not? Or if there's a better alternative, if you could answer my question. Thank you. Goodbye. I would probably look just at VT. While VTWAX, the Vanguard Total World Stock Index Mutual Fund, is extremely tax efficient, it will, from time to time, distribute capital gains. Whereas the ETF version of the fund will not do that, which means all of your capital gains just accrue to the account and don't get paid until you sell, until you sell shares of that position so you have control over when you pay taxes so of the two the vt which is the vanguard total world etf is the better option and both well the vt is less expensive too both are very inexpensive both are tax efficient but i think the vt would be the better choice thanks for the call i appreciate it now we have another of the typed in questions thanks for imparting such great financial knowledge We've got a mutual fund, FBGRX, in a taxable account that's done well for us the past several years, but it kicks off large capital gains. We are in a high tax bracket along with also having to pay the NIIT. Do you know if Fidelity has the ability to convert or exchange this to an ETF equivalent and, if so, is that advisable? After the Tom and Don enlightenment, our new equity money goes to total stock ETFs. F-B-G-R-X. For those of you playing along at home, that is the Fidelity Blue Chip Growth Index Mutual Fund. And that is an actively managed fund, which, because it's actively managed, is going to distribute a lot more in capital gains because they're buying and selling stuff all the time. So you shouldn't have that in a taxable account, but I don't think you should own an actively managed mutual fund, period. I know it has done well for you in the past. But blue chip growth stocks have had one of the best runs they've ever had in history. The uh, the the broader based index funds like the Fidelity Total Stock Index Fund are going to give you a lot better diversification at a dramatically lower cost. Now you can I believe because I think they're identical funds. You have to check with Fidelity to make sure. But I believe you are probably able to switch FBGRX over into, hold on, I forgot the symbol here, FBGCX, which is the Fidelity Blue Chip Growth ETF. But that's not going to do anything for you. Because it's still gonna, it's still going to have high fees, and it's still gonna be actively managed, even though it doesn't distribute capital gains. Oh, it's gonna do some for you, just not gonna do as much as I'd like to see done. I would rather see you get in the Fidelity Total Market 
index fund, which is all U.S. It's not international. I'd prefer you combine that with the total international fund. And again, they're both super expensive. They're less than one-tenth of 1% per year, where the Fidelity Blue Chip Growth Fund is eight-tenths of a percent per year, and the ETF is six-tenths of a percent per year. And you can get the funds for less than one-tenth of a percent per year, the index funds. Seems like a no-brainer to me. So good luck. And thanks for listening. And thank you all for listening, for being a part of the podcast, for being there, for telling your friends, for leaving great reviews. Oh, as a matter of fact, I want to read this review because it's really nice and it just came in in the past week. It's terrific. Uh, And these are the kind of things that make us feel really good about what we're doing. The title is Best Financial Podcast I Have Found. And it goes on to say, this is nobody we know. I don't have any idea who this person is. Tom and Don provide real financial advice. The information is logical and sound. Everyone should invest all their serious money according to the allocations and avenues they suggest. If you want to buy individual stocks, only do it with money you are okay losing. Just like playing a hand of blackjack or betting on a game. I asked a question on their website and it was answered thoughtfully on the air within a week. Really glad I found this podcast and will be telling family and friends about it. Keep up the great work, guys. I listen every day when I'm driving for work. Thanks for that really nice review. And please, if you get a chance, go to Apple Podcasts. I know if you're listening on another podcast service, that can be a pain. But the reviews really do make us feel great about what we're doing. And thanks so much for those. Hey, if you want to leave a bad one, you can. We'll make fun of you on the air probably, but you can. Um, Hey. If you can dish it out, you have to be able to take it. (laughs) Thanks again for listening. Tell your friends, family, et cetera. And uh, remember, on Saturdays, Tom and I do a show live. You can listen to it at TalkingRealMoney.com. Wherever you are in the world, just scroll down the page. You'll see the Listen Live button. You can listen to it live right there on the website. Easy, breezy, and you can call in live at 855-935-TALK between 3 and 5 p.m. Eastern Time or noon to 2 Pacific. Thanks for listening. I'm Don McDonald, hanging out, talking about real money. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.